Georgia trying to shake off Starks. Oh, what a move by in here, I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. Lead pass to Tim Hill, Tonight we have to pick the top ten players each position from the 2000s so that might sound pretty easy but uh to us right now there's a lot of players that we have to choose from a lot of players who are going to definitely make it some players who are barely going to make it and there are some players that are going to be on the outside looking in but that's the fun of doing this kind of uh this kind of podcast for the retro room so 2000 to 2009, um, let's get right to it. I'm joined by my brother Joe Cruz Jr. Joe, what's up, man? How you doing? Doing well, Randy. It's a pleasure to be here on the Retro Room with you uh, doing the NBA, mm-hmm. uh, top 10 positions in the year 2000, uh, the decade. So I'm excited to give you my feedback and share some knowledge on our opinions on who's the best or who the top 10 in each position. So first of all, this is the first time we're having my brother Joe on the Retro Room. Um, Very busy guy, so anytime I get a chance to do a show with him, it's always a great time. And what better way to talk about the NBA with him. So the decade of the 2000s, um, just off the top of your head, we're talking Mm -hmm. about players from Kobe, Shaq, Duncan, Garnett, Paul Pierce, um, Dirk Davisky, Vince Carter, T Mac. A lot of those guys are going to be on this list. But when you know, when you have to pick ten from each position, it's not that easy. You might get a uh, a few, a four or five definites, but then you got to figure out who else makes that roster. And um, you know, this this just just going to be according to me and you. So, right. you know, there is no right or wrong answer. We're going to do our, do our very best to figure it out. But I think it'll be very fun. It'll be very interesting to see who makes it, who does not. So, uh, we did a little, a little prep prior so we can have some names um, in our head. Which position are you willing to start off with first? Now, again, this this is no in no particular order. We're not saying this guy is number one, number two, number three. We're just picking ten, and then we're going to the next position. So, you want to start with the point guard, the shooting guard, the small forward, the power forward, or the center? Uh, we'll start with the center position. Um, before we go into that, I want to say that the the decade of the 2000s was underrated in terms of 
I mean, when we did our prep, a lot mm-hmm. of players on this list right. are like bona fide all stars, mm-hmm. Hall of Famers. Right. Some we forgot. And yeah. some is like, I thought they played in the 90s and they're still playing in the 2000s. Mm-hmm. Some got drafted later on in the later 2000s. So um, the list is extra fun. Um, but it's also a reminder of how the 2000s uh, in the NBA was so special. And, mm-hmm. I, and I think that when um, people hear the podcast, they'll, they'll probably do the same thing that we did in prepping uh, for this podcast was like, wow. That guy played there. That guy played then. Yeah. What team? And then you just kind of reminisce on how basketball was played in 2000, and how how beautiful it was, and what we missed so much, you know, from those decades. So, um, should be fun. So, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't mind starting with the centers. I think it's a little bit less of a uh, of a uh, players to choose from, but it's also mm-hmm. high quality players. So, um, since this is your show, uh, uh-huh. Retro Room. Uh, who do you pick as one of the top centers, a top ten centers uh, in the two thousands? I think before I do that, you know, you, when you mentioned the, the the decade of of the two thousands, um, you know, you look at a guy like Vince Carter, who was who was drafted in ninety eight. You know, he played in that decade, so he he's a nineties player. He's in three decades, isn't played he? Played like, in the 2000s, played in the 2010s, and will play in the year 2020. So four four decades for, for Vince Carter. Um, yeah. Just want to point that out. So, you know, everybody who's on this roster, on the um, this list, is probably only a handful of players that are still in the league uh, currently playing. So majority are retired. Uh, some are Hall of Famers. So, but looking back at it, it, you know, aside from the '90s, you know, I would say the 2000s were my favorite um, favorite decade of basketball. Um, you know, the post Michael Jordan era to see who would be the next era parent to Michael, who would, right. who would carry the league, um, and those guys are obviously like Kobe and LeBron and stuff like that. So, um, just just gives you and me a reminder of how good. The NBA was. I mean, it still is, but just the load of talent that we see on this paper right here. For sure. Um, f- uh, current Hall of Famers, future Hall of Famers, uh, players still playing in the league, but um, a great decade regardless. Uh, sometimes I wish we can go back. <laughs> it gets this, the style of play and, and the talent um, was very different back then, but... Um, to answer your question, I think we should start with the centers because I think that's the that's the least amount of pressure for us to figure out. Uh, I think the the most pressure we'll have will be at the power forward. And I think the point guard. Even well, the, let, let's not give it away. Let's, no, let's let's jump in the centers because <clears throat> it's going to get real spicy. It's going to get right. the power forwards like you said going to be loaded. Small mm-hmm. forwards going to be loaded. But let's go uh, with centers. Okay. I would say. Again, no order. No we're just, order. We're just no picking order. 10. So. Uh, you can't go in the 2000s without starting with or at least having a conversation with the guy who was the most dominant center, uh, not only in the 2000s, but probably all time, and I'm going to go with Shaquille O'Neal. Okay. Shaq Shaquille. is definite, of course. <clears throat> yeah, Shaq is definite, of course. Uh, another person that was career was short-lived, but uh, very Effective and 
pretty much brought basketball to China and international. Mm-hmm. Yao Ming. All right. Yeah, I was definite. That's what you got. Okay. I got, I got Yao. Uh, I'm gonna go on a limb and, and and bring out somebody that surprised me in the 2000s, and um, I would want to go with Ben Wallace. Yeah, Ben Wallace is interesting. Uh, most would um. Now he didn't have the offensive game. No, did not. I mean, no disrespect to Ben Wallace, but he didn't. <laughs> he didn't have the, the 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 ability of Shaq or Yao or some other centers here. But he put he crafted his game mm-hmm. and perfected it to what he knows best and his ability to defensively change the game, um, bother the opponents and drive into the lane. Uh, and just the way that that Detroit Pistons team was structured was ideal for him with a person that doesn't need the ball, doesn't need touches, and uh, was highly effective. And you know, was a multiple time All Star. So people would yeah. say, yeah, Ben Wallace is, you know, uh, offensively challenged uh, in, in in some retrospect, but um, he was so good at other ends of the floor. So uh, we'll go with Ben Wallace. And real quick, to, just to remind people, Ben Wallace is a, a one-time champion, four-time defensive uh, player of the year, four-time all-star like you mentioned, three-time all-second team, two-time all-third team. Now, was the four-time defensive player of the year back-to-back-to-back-to-back, or was it in random years? That was uh, 02, 03, 05, 06. I mean, you know, when you when you win a four-time defensive player of the year, man, mm-hmm. that that's, I mean, you're probably the yeah. upper echelons of your position. I mean, you won't get scoring from him, but you get a whole bunch no. of defense and blocks and stuff like that. But that team was structured in a way that he didn't have to touch the ball. Mm-hmm. And his his thing was just filling in the holes, and he did it really well. Now, I wasn't a big fan of, you know, watching him play, but he's one of those players is like, damn, he's annoying. Mm-hmm. Damn, he's blocking shots. Damn, can we stop him? <laughs> Damn, who's Ben Wallace, right? And and you just start to realize how how talented he was, and and he was on many rosters before that. Then and he was not, you know, that player in those rosters. And it's mm-hmm. surprisingly enough, when you're around good talent, I mean, Rip Hamilton, Chauncey Billups, Rashad, you know, Rasheed Wallace, you got to see his his game flourish around other other better players. So mm-hmm. uh, I didn't want to leave him with the list. Um, Moving along, Marcus Camby. Uh, okay. Some, some people might say, hey, you know, Marcus Camby, eh. Uh, but Marcus Camby was averaging 12, 13 rebounds a game. Yeah. Played for the Knicks, went to, I think, the finals or went to, the, you know, definitely went to playoffs in the finals. Yeah, that was 99. <clears throat> and after that, he went some to, would forget his time in Denver when he played with Melo and Iverson and, Ken, and Kmart. So that was... Uh, started with Toronto, obviously went to New York, then he went to Denver, and I believe maybe Houston after that. But the, the right. Denver time is the reason why Camby would be right. on his roster. Yeah, I mean, because you've seen Camby game evolved. You know, when the Knicks, he was a backup to Ewing. He played the role really well. Still mm-hmm. frail, still figuring things out. When he got around Melo and, and, and Iverson, he he, he sort, of, sort of like how Ben Wallace was, kind of kind of fit into the mode. And those guys were made him better because they were better. Mm-hmm. And Marcus Camby was effective in, in so many ways. I'm talking about block shots, run the floor, athletic, long. Um, I mean, I don't remember his stats offhand, but I, I mean, he has to be at least a double-digit rebound career. 
uh, you know, in his stats. Um, Marcus Cammy can shoot the, you know, 15-footer, 18-footer, you know, um, runs the floor very well, got good hands, finished around the rim. So he was somebody that came across my list because uh, he goes unappreciated and he's a very good ball player, man. And, and his energy was just top-notch. Yeah, he, uh, he, he spent more time with Denver than, than, than any team. In his career, four years, four years with New York, six with Denver, two with LA Clippers. Uh, defensive Player of the Year in 07, two-time All-Defensive First Team, two-time All-Defensive uh, Second Team, and led the league in blocks four times, uh, including three three years in a row. So, Camby okay. would definitely make this roster. Um, so far, we got Shaq, Yao, Ben Wallace, and Marcus Camby. Obviously, I'm going to put Dwight Howard on there. Right. So we know multiple time all star rebound sure. leader blocks and all that. Um, so let me tell you something about Dwight Howard. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard was tough, man. Yeah. Um, it's sad to see like that type of talent just kind of go south. You know what I mean? Um, Dwight Howard is a freak of nature, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, run the floor like a like a gazelle, finish around the rim with the best of them, throw it in your neck whenever you in in in, in his space. Got got great hands. Um, at the time in Orlando, he had great footwork. I don't think he ever got any better since that time. But Dwight Howard was a force of nature. Um, mm-hmm. Young, athletic, mind me like a little baby Shaq. But just thinner and you know it's more narrow and frail. But athleticism was off the chart. Um, I I, I kind of I'm kind of sad that Dwight Howard's career didn't end up the way it, I thought it would have been in Orlando. Um, and it's funny how Shaq and, and and Dwight have a similar similar history in terms of Orlando to to LA. And, yeah. You know, one went right, one went wrong. Um, but I mean, Dwight Dwight Howard was it. In yeah. the East, man. I mean, he was the the remix to Shaq, and if you want to say in that perspective. But I mean, Dwight was Dwight was it, man. Dwight was it, and 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 the, his ceiling of of um his game was just so so. I mean, it was incredible. Yeah, and, even sad. even people now would. I I, I don't know why it would be de- debatable, but some would <coughs> some would ask if. You know, Dwight Howard's career ended today. Would he be a Hall of Famer? Um, what do you think about that? I I would lean towards yeah. And why would you say yeah? Because the numbers are there to back me up. <laughs> no, I mean, it, definitely so. Mm. But the latter part of his career was was not, and. And again, you know, you can't take away history. You can't take away what what he's done. But um, I think what he does now and towards the end of his career can propel him into that. So, so, so let me read this off, and you tell me if Dwight Howard is is a Hall of Famer, eight time All Star, five time five time All NBA First Team, mm-hmm. one time Second Team All NBA, two time All NBA Third Team, three time Defensive Player of the Year. Three, uh, three years in a row, four-time All-Defensive First Team, All-Rookie Team, Slam Dunk Champion, five-time Rebound Leader, two-time Blocks Leader. 
I mean, with those numbers, I don't think he'll be a first ballot. I think he could be a consideration. I mean, those numbers are great. I mean, listen, man, it takes it takes somebody special to play in the NBA. There's only 300 and some odd spots in the NBA, and if you make it, you make it. But he made it and did did damage. I just wish he stood in Orlando. I wish he would have stayed the course. I wish he would have developed his game, and I wish he would have got some better footwork and better moves around the rim. Because once he, once his back went out, and once he started feeling injuries, his athleticism diminished. Mm. His his footwork, his footwork never got as better as I thought it could be. Um, but his superior strength, his superior athleticism, propelled him in those areas that kind of, kind of got him unscathed, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not a Dwight hater. Uh, I, I think that it's an opportunity that you know, maybe this latter part of his career in LA, he gets a championship this year or next year, um, with the Lakers, with LeBron and AD. I mean, that might cement it. Um, mm. But those numbers are strong. I'm not gonna take that away from him. But um, Dwight was a freak of nature, man. And for his career, 17 and on a round off, 17 and 13. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, it's it's not Hall of Fame numbers. Uh, and I guess that's because his latter part of his career that kind of you know kind of took that away from him. I don't know if the committee is gonna like look at that as like mm, I don't know. But there are some other there's some there's some players that have. Mm, Careers with no championships that made the made the Hall of Fame. So he's definitely got the ability. He's definitely considered for that. I I, I don't know if I'll put mm. him in right now. So we got five. Okay. Um, let's finish out. Let's finish out the centers. So we got five: Shaq, okay. Yao, Ben, Dwight, Camby. Um, do you put uh, again the, the the centers are <laughs> are what they were back then? Uh, do you, do you put Vlade Divac? Vlade Divac in their roster. Um, I like Vladi. Vladi was smooth. I think a lot of a, a lot of NBA centers copied his game. Mm-hmm. He was like, um, he was like, uh, like what Joe, what Joe Kim Noah was later on in his career. Became a passer, sort of flowed really well. Got everybody better. That Sacramento team was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't for Vladi, and of course Weber and Bibby, but Vladi was tough, man. Vladi, Vladi was key. I mean, he couldn't really, you know, get over the hump when Shaq was there, but he gave he gave Shaq a you know, run for his money. I would put Vladi. I think, I think Vladi's underrated, and I think that he should be on that list. In terms of the years 2000, mm-hmm. I mean, every way he went, he produced. Right. So, so we I got definitely Vlade. would say that, yeah. Um, this is where it gets this is where it gets real thin. Um, and we're probably just throwing names out there. Does Chris Kamen make the roster as far as the center goes in the the decade of the two thousands? I know it's not the the centers we have now, really from back in the day, but that's what we had back then. So, well, he made an all star all star team too. What was his career? Twelve points a game. Uh, twelve and eight. Twelve and eight. In the playoffs, he's what eleven and uh, nine. Eleven, eleven and eight, and his highest uh, year was sixteen and thirteen. I mean, we got to see who who else we have matched up in that in that particular. 
category. Okay. Um, I'm not gonna go off heel and say yeah, Cam, you know, Cayman. Cayman. Um, um, Brad Miller. I like Brad Miller. I think Brad Miller. I like Brad Miller. He, I think he made. A, I think he made an All Star team. Yeah, B um, Miller was tough, man. As a member of the Pacers and the Kings, if I'm not mistaken, so he 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 he'll be. I just wonder. He'll be there. I just wonder why Jermaine O'Neal is not in his list. Or did he put him in power forward, right? I put I put him in a, as a power. But there's some players that did that have both positions that I want to see if we can. I don't know. I mean, let's see. I mean, I think Jermaine, Jermaine O'Neal, Amar Stoudemire should be in both categories. But okay, so then let's if if Amari is, is a four and a five, <clears throat> it's a spice up the center the centers uh, up a little bit. Four or five, Jermaine O'Neal. If you let's put those add, two, let's add Amari. Yep. Let's add J.O. So now we have, we take J.O. off the power forward. We take Amari off the power forward because Amari did play center with Phoenix and mm-hmm. J.O. played both. With Indiana. In and- Indiana. Okay. So we got Shaq, Yao, Ben, Dwight, Vlade, Camby, Brad Miller, Amari, J.O. We need one. So we're down to people like Marcus Saul, Chris Kamen, Joe Kim Noah, Zadrunas, and Tyson Chandler. Um, that's tough, man. I don't, I don't know. I think uh, if you piece those last four centers, they all have something that somebody needed in their game. <laughs> like Noah was defensively special, but offensively was you know struggled. So Junis was too slow and was you know mm-hmm. he was tough. Um, Chandler, <clears throat> I got one left to pick. Yeah. I think Mark, Marcus all got got things going after right that decade. Um, I think Noah was a two time All Star, right? He got, but he got drafted in '07, I believe. So uh-huh. he, for that decade, he only played two years. Now, if you were like a superstar and and killed and didn't work, you might get more uh, consideration. But how about Mount Matumbo? Nah, to me, he's more of a '90s. Okay, so if I'm gonna go with that. I probably picked Cayman yeah, because Cayman was an All Star. I so Junus was an All Star, but I mean I think Cayman was a better player center. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyson Chandler, I mean uh, he kind of Chicago. He struggled. I think when he went to Dallas, he became much more flourished player. And when mm-hmm. he went to New York, he was an All Star. Right. Um, but that was later on, right? Um, he went to New York after the Mavericks. So what year was that? He went the Mavericks. He won a chip in 2011. So that 2012, that's when he went to New yeah, York. So I, I I would definitely keep Cayman. All right. So we got for those who are at home, we got our ten: Shaq, Yao Ming, Ben Wallace, Dwight Howard. That's mm-hmm. four. Vlade, Camby, Cayman at seven. Brad Miller, Amari nice. Stoudemire, and Jermaine O'Neal. I'm good with that. I'm real good with that. All right, so now we're going to go. So, all right, we took J.O. off the power forward. We took Amari Stoudemire off the power forward so nobody gets mad. They're still on a roster. Um, you want to go to the twos, the threes, the fours, or the ones? What's the hardest right now? Power forwards? I think power forward and the point guard could be tricky. Let's do, let's do shooting guards. All right, two guards. So we're trying to pick the top 10 two guards um, from the 2000s. So 2000 to, 2000 to 2009 is a time frame. So obviously we're going to go with Black Mamba. 
I think that's uh, pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, we can go number eight and number twenty-four. Kobe Bryant, on yeah, Mr. The yes, yeah, Mr. Jelly Bean <coughs> Bryant for sure. Mamba mentality. Um, Mr. D Wade for sure. Um, for sure. Allen Iverson for sure. <coughs> Certified Vin- killer. Vince Carter. Yeah, VC that, was tough. VC in Toronto, New Jersey. I mean, a slam dunk champ, perfected the craft of being at the top, one of the top shooting guards. I mean, must see TV, highlight reel. I mean, yeah, you got to put Vince there. Um, T Mac. T Mac, yeah, for sure. See, I get a little confused with T Mac because he's more like he's like definitely a two, but a three. Mm-hmm. Uh. You know, one thing about T-Mac, uh, and, you know, we had a chance to meet T-Mac, you know, and, and our other businesses that we do, but uh, T-Mac is 6'7", man. I, You know what's crazy? I had a feeling that T-Mac might have been a little better than Kobe Bryant, you know? Um, T-Mac was T-Mac was going at Kobe. Like, those matches were, were, were war. Mm-hmm. I mean, you remember when he, you know, he did the... When T Mag went at Kobe and back yep. and forth, and then Kobe killing the lane through it, and mm-hmm. you know, T Mag was special, man, and, and, and I, I love this game. I think that he, 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 the best thing he did was leave Toronto, and he became his own man and became one of the best players you've ever seen play the position. So I did a show last <clears> year <throat> with uh, Alex Kennedy from Hoops Hype, and we got into a discussion where, um. We we would talk about the 2000s uh, Orlando Magic, and he said, uh, whether to him or to the fans, that at some point, whether it would be a, a small minute or whatever, at some point, there was a, a, a real discussion debate that T-Mac was either on the same level with, as Kobe or even better than Kobe. So now, with you know, Kobe's, you know, what he was, but did you did you ever feel like T Mac was just as good as Kobe, if not better than Kobe. Yeah, at, man, at, I, at any point. Yeah, listen, I was scared of T Mac, bro. T Mac is um, an assassin. I mean, what was it? The O one or O two? He was like thirty point scorer. I think it's uh, <clears throat> o, 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 o three O four, I believe. O three O four. I mean, thirty. I mean, you couldn't say you couldn't say Kobe Bryant's name without T Mac's name. And vice versa. T- yeah, vice versa. T Mac was Kobe of the West Coast, and Kobe was, and T Mac was, for Kobe though you know the East Coast Kobe Bryant. Um, man, oh man, I miss T Mac. T Mac was dope. T Mac was just now a was force T-Mac, of nature. Was T Mac better than, <clears throat> better than Vince? Um, I don't think I don't I don't I can't answer that without so, seeing the. Prime Vince, Prime T Mac. Who was better in, in, in this era? <clears throat> Obviously, they were both in their prime in, in this era. So you take a Prime T Mac with what you what you see uh, in Orlando, go, or I'm, Prime Vince, Toronto. <clears throat> I'm gonna go Prime Vince because even in Orlando, which is scary. Even in Orlando, I don't think he was in his prime yet. I think T Mac was in his prime when he went to to Houston. And and it's funny you might look at me like I don't know about that. Yeah, I mean, 
Orlando multiple times. I'm just saying that he his game was perfected in in, in Houston. Houston. He had an, enough help. He was able to flourish. I think those years in Orlando put a lot of body weight on him, a lot of a lot of mileage because you know Grant Hill injury, and that team wasn't that wasn't that good, right? It was okay. Houston, you able to see T Mac at his own pace, mm-hmm. pull up from thirty, pull up from deep, have an outlet to Yao. He was created. He had the straight nine points in whatever seconds. I mean, yeah. T Mac was a beast, and I think if he didn't get hurt. I think he had an opportunity to be, if not in the same level as Kobe, if not maybe potentially a little better than that. Mm-hmm. So if you say prime, are we saying prime Vince in Toronto or prime Vince in New Jersey? To me, I think prime Vince was <clears throat> Toronto because he, he's there from 90. Right. He's there from 98 until <clears throat> 04. So he goes to Jersey in 04, 05. So you talk about six, uh, six years. Okay. And Vince was, you know, the leading vote getter in the All Star game. Right. And the, the, the starter of the All Star game along with T Mac in the East before T Mac went West. So I think it's tough. It's they tough. Both do, they both do things differently. T Mac was like a 6 7 point guard kind of player. Thin, agile, athletic, dunking on everybody. So, so was Vince. You can make the argument that VC was uh, won more games right. than T Mac uh, was was more successful in the playoffs. You know, VC right. got to the conference semis in '01 against Philly. T Mac never got out the first round, whether in Orlando or the Rockets. The only time he was out the first round when he went to San Antonio and they went to the finals, but he didn't really play much. Right. So, and then obviously the injuries the injuries kicked in for T Mac. Right. Um, that shortened his career, but a Hall of Famer today. But I feel like it's always a good arg- uh, argument to say: Would you take Prime T Mac or Prime Vince? I mean, yeah. I mean, looking at just hearing you saying that, I think I think I rather feel safe saying um, Prime Vince. Um, so yeah, we can we can we can argue that for for, for hours. Um, mm-hmm. Just wanted to tell you that. Um, at the time, Tracy McGrady played. He's one of my favorite players. Right. Um, I love Kobe, man. <laughs> I love Kobe, man. Um, no, nah, T-Mac is tough, man. T-Mac, T-Mac is, is tough. So T-Mac was different. I do want to put a name out there. Uh, and I'm going to go Brandon Roy. Brandon okay. Roy. Mm-hmm. B. Roy. Was top three shooting guards if not top two shooting guards at the time he played before his injury uh, in Portland was probably the one of the most surprising players coming out of college that nobody knew about or, they, or probably heard of him that didn't expect much of him Brandon Roy carried tra- the, the Portland Trailblazer for years mm-hmm. and it looked easy it looked easy B-Roy was tough and that's one of the most, the, the probably the one of the most, the players I miss the most, because B Roy was on the, on the way to be, probably what D Wade is, or became in, in 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 Miami. I'm talking about his own county, 
his own block, his own street. Like, B-Roy was on that verge of doing that. And B-Roy injected energy and hope to, for Portland, uh, even pre-Odin and post-Odin. Mm -hmm. You remember that? Because B-Roy was somewhere by himself at times, you know? And when he added a big man and, you know, they thought this is going to be, you know, the Bill Walton era where Greg Odin comes in and takes over and now it's B-Roy and, you know, and you got Odin. I mean, B-Roy, B-Roy just unfortunately got hurt in injuries, but B-Roy was, I don't know if anybody here in this podcast can remember Brandon Roy, but that's a name you need to look up. Brandon Roy was one of the top five shooting guards in, 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 in the NBA at that time. So B-Roy, you can pretty much say play as far as like a good amount of games in, in, in a season, played five years, made the all-star team three times, um, a career average of on a round off nineteen five and four in those all star years uh nineteen six and five twenty three five and five twenty two five and four and then the injuries came in uh they don't tell me when but um b roy was he retired in twenty twelve but came back for five games with minnesota in twenty twelve twenty thirteen I so, mean, yeah, I think yeah. B-Roy. Okay. okay, we got Kobe, AI, Vince, T-Mac, Wade. That's five. Okay. That's an automatic five. So you said Brandon Roy. I mean, he has to be in a conversation. I know his, 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 okay. his career was shortened. He probably played five or six years, but those five or six years are special in the West, man. He played wow. in the, one of the hardest conferences at the hardest um, eras mm -hmm. of our time, and he held his own, and he was a three-time All-Star. And he almost averaged 22, 23 in back-to-back -back years. So, um, you know, he's he was the the throwback CJ McCollum. You know what I'm saying? Like, he can get his own shot, can pull up, can play the point guard, can be a two guard, mm -hmm. can play defense, you know, and he puts pressure on any any defender. So, uh, I mean, he was a, a lethal weapon um, at any given time in those days. So, what do you feel about Richard Hamilton? Um... <clears throat> I think he used a, a very solid two guard. Uh, if not of the modern era. Right. The in the top three, top five is the best mid range shooters in the league. Um in that oh, time sure. yep. in, in that time it would come down to him and him and Melo as, as being the best mid range players. Or Ray Allen. Um I mean Ray Allen could do all that shit. So um <laughs> Rip Hamilton you know, started off with Washington, and then he got into a great system with Detroit. Yep, and a great coach, and a, a a very difficult guard to 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 guard with because you know he's he was like Rip Hamilton was that decade's Reggie Miller. That is so perfect to say that, and I because agree with you he so would much come off the screens, so annoying. so annoying to guard, running around the screens, <clears throat> pick and rolls, do all that, yep. and then like. Again, Rip was not the three-point shooter like Reggie, but still, you have to guard him everywhere on the floor. Correct. And with it, with that system, with Detroit being a champion, going to back-to-back -to -back NBA Finals, Rip Hamilton to me is still a very overlooked two-guard, a overlooked basketball player. That if you're having this conversation with certain people, 
people are going to say Kobe AI Vince T Mac above Rip Hamilton, and he'll get lost in the shuffle. And right. he's a multiple time All Star, mm-hmm. one of the best mid range players to ever play the game. Right. Uh, consummate pro- professional, and in that decade, you talk about Detroit Pistons made the conference finals, I think five years in a row, and averaging what eighteen, nineteen a game. Um, Rip just gets overlooked. Yeah, and I can't really say much anything much more about. And that. some people don't even remember he played for the Wizards. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So with Michael, and I think he learned that part of his game from Michael, right? And I mean, he was still. Talented in, in the Wizards, but I mean, his like, like I said, when people move teams and people have different sceneries and have different players around you that make you better or exuberate your game to a whole different level, those are that's that's when you're gonna see players become who they are. And Rip Hamilton perfected his game and became a bona fide top player in the East, if mm-hmm. not in the, in the NBA, and it became a perennial All Star. So I agree with that. Um, we are gonna put Ray Allen here, oh, of course. Okay. So I ask you, uh, I kind of, I kind of might know your answer, but I, but I want to see which Ray Allen are you more a fan of? Are you more a fan of Milwaukee Ray Allen or more a fan of Seattle Ray Allen? I kind of enjoy Ray Allen back in UConn. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm listen. I don't want to get my age out, but mm-hmm. I've been watching. I've been watching Ray Allen since UConn, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, just the way, just the way he plays the game. But if you want me to do NBA, um, I don't remember the Seattle days as well as I remember the, the Milwaukee Buck days. I had a really good time watching Ray Allen in Milwaukee. That team was so special. When I think George Carl coached that team, mm-hmm. right? Tim Thomas, Sam Cassell, Big Dog. I mean, come on, that. that that team was awesome. That remind me of the uh, of the Warriors in the East. Yeah, mm-hmm. at one time, you had Big Dog was the perennial player of the year come out of college. Ray Allen was probably the perennial player coming out of UConn. Then you had Sam I Am who just came off two championships, and then you had you know who else they had? They have um they had Ray and then Big they had Dog, Tim, Tim Thomas. Thomas, Sam, and then you just put pieces around that. Yeah. That was a fun team, man. I mean, you had both wings can shoot it. Big Dog was a mid-range assassin. So was Tim Thomas, more athletic, go to basket. You have Sam Sam I am can get a shot whenever you want, and you have Ray Allen come with screens. So I will go lean towards Milwaukee, um, Ray Allen. And, I mean, Ray Allen is a marksman. They do. So I don't want to take away from the conversation. Do you feel he's a better shooter than Steph Curry, or you feel Steph Curry is a better shooter than Ray Allen? Given given the fouls we've seen, given the blueprint we've seen, I, I both these players. I don't know, man, because Ray. I mean, they both they both can do it off the dribble, they both can do it off screens, they both can create their own shot. But I'm talking about, you're right. Like, I'm, who would you rather? Who, who would I rather have taking a shot for me in the clutch? That is a question, but I'm saying if you put Steph Curry in the year in the in the decade of 2000s, mm-hmm. would he be as effective as Ray Allen was? I mean, Ray Allen changed games, won games single-handedly. Ray Allen changes the game. When he went to Boston, that was the missing piece that Paul Pierce and Garnett wanted. Not saying that Paul Pierce and Garnett would not won many games. Ray Allen was that that was that security belt mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. that you knew at any given time those shots were going to go in. They, 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 would, they would matter. Right. Same thing with Miami when he hit that clutch shot for LeBron. I think he won the championship for LeBron. I, I'm not saying... I'm, we can answer two questions. Who's the better shooter? And then who will be more effective in the, in, in the decade of 2000? Would it still be Curry? Or would you take Ray Allen still? I think Ray Allen played in a much more competitive I think, I, decade I think, I think and Ray, done it quality more shots than Steph. I think Ray because what people tell or people tend to, to to or fail to realize about Ray, even you know, going back to the Milwaukee Buck, Ray Allen, is that when he got to Seattle, he was still effective, still a little athletic and everything, but his three point shot just became crazy. In Milwaukee, <laughs> what gets underrated about Ray Allen is that he would dunk it on you out of nowhere. That's he, true. He was, very, he was more athletic back in Milwaukee. So very he had. He and had, Seattle. But it was still not saying declining like he couldn't jump no more, but he he, he relegated more to being that, 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 that three point yeah, marksman. Yeah. You're right. That's a good point you bring up, man. I, you know what? That's crazy. Because <laughs> Ray Allen has some Ray Allen has some bunnies, bro. Yeah. There'd be times where I'd be like, damn, that's Ray Allen? Mm-hmm. And I, Ray Allen would throw it on you reverse, you know, spin around, um, all kind of stuff. And I'm like... Like a little more flashy kind of yeah, player I with Milwaukee like, than, than, than Seattle. Yeah, and then like after he got through Milwaukee, I never really seen that spring no more. I mean, not say he couldn't jump and throw it on you, I, like you said, he just became a marksman. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, when you make a movie, Lincoln High School of Ray Allen, you know you that dude. You just know you that dude. Like, everybody has that jersey. <laughs> mm-hmm. Jesus Shuttleworth, when you have a name like that, you just know you're special. So, I mean, Ray Allen's probably going to have to be the top one of t- the, the top five shooting guards mm-hmm. that you have to respect because of the longevity, because of the history, because of the culture, and it's the way he approached the game and and how he how hard he played and how 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 well he paid attention to details on the court to make him a one of the most deadliest players that played the game. Right. So right now we got eight: Kobe, AI, Vince, T Mac. <clears throat> D-Wade, Ray Allen, Brandon Roy, Rip Hamilton. So now yep. we're getting down to the nitty-gritty here. I think I think I know who the final two are, but... Um, I got a surprise for you. Right? So who's surprise? I mean, there's somebody that I just realized that is not on this list that we that we prepped. As far as the two guards. Two goes. guards, yeah. I mean, we can you can tell me who you who you had last two, but I'm going to throw a monkey wrench when I tell you this name later on. Um... I think one. I think one player that's going to be next is Joe Johnson. I think over he, over Manu Ginobili. I didn't say over Manu. <laughs> okay. I'm okay. just saying. I think Joe Johnson and Manu are going to be the last two. Okay, then I'm gonna argue with that. Why wouldn't you take Jamal Crawford <clears throat> over Joe Johnson? As come on, as, as Joe. Jo- come number. on, Jamal Crawford. I'm talking about early Jamal Croft. I'm right. talking about Chicago. I think I, I think I need to remind you of Joe Johnson. Joe Johnson. Okay, then I need you to remind me of Jamal Did work Crawford. in Phoenix. Okay. He did work in Atlanta. Okay. Did you know Joe Johnson was a seven-time All-Star in in and a six-time All-Star in Atlanta? Yeah, because he was in the East. It was kind of weak at that time. I mean, Jam- Jamal at that time. That's my guy. But at this time, he was either a Nick, right, a Bull. Okay. So give me the stats for Jamal Crawford and, and Joe Johnson. Well, Joe Johnson made one, two, three, four, five, six years in a row. 
Yeah, must have been, and, and, must have and, been and Atlanta, then one, right? And then one more in Brooklyn. So I can't count the Brooklyn yet. So as far as the, the, the decade goes, one, two, three, I say four-time All-Star that he made in 2011-2012. So in those years, he averaged 25, 22, 21, 21, 18, and 19. And what and what team was that? What, those numbers? Atlanta Hawks. Mm, okay. All right. Well, if he's a seven-time All-Star, then we're, going, we're not going to have a conversation about Jamal Crawford. And he, Joe Johnson was like... Joe Johnson. <laughs> no, Joe Johnson was like he he had like a T Mac kind of game. Yeah, he's not that tall as T Mac, but he was getting twenty, twenty five, you know, four and five. Like he would right. he, he would dish the ball, but he he had a, a slow motion type kind of game. I so Joe not, not 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 flashy. You can see him play hard, but he ain't sweating out there. It looks easy to him, and by the time you know it, he'll have thirty on you. That's a fact. Like, All right, you're right. Where and then coming from Phoenix, right? Where he was a three point shooter in that whole running gun with with, with with Nash and Amari and those guys, he was still getting buckets with uh, with them. So now when he leaves to go to Atlanta to be on his own roster, look at what he does. Right now for Crawford, Crawford could be in, is in consideration, but I actually does he take Manu off? Who has who's now what a uh, three four five time champ? Right. Does he take uh, the only person who could he could replace because of longevity would be Brandon Roy. Okay. Because of longevity. I got you. Um, he's not getting above Kobe, AI, Vince, T Mac, D Wade, Ray Allen. Right. Uh, uh, I like Crawford more than Rip Hamilton, but I think Rip Hamilton has a solid spot. But if Crawford's going to get in, right. the only person that comes out because of longevity is, is Brandon Roy. Okay, so then how about if I throw another name out for you? Okay. Ben Gordon. Mm, I don't uh, I don't know about nah, that. So, no? Nah. Okay, so let me just give you... Nah. Okay, so then this is a this is a player that only didn't really start in his career, right? Okay. 15, 17, 21, 19, 21, and then after that was 14. So now you talk about off the bench. Off the bench. And Crawford is a better sixth man than, than, than okay, Ben okay. Gordon. Okay, I, I just respect Ben Gordon because Ben Gordon was single-handedly probably the, the best shooting guard on the, on the Bulls at that time, playing with the Bulls, and he got in the league. At two thousand four, to 09 in Chicago, right? And those are the, probably those are the best years he had, glory mm-hmm. years he had. I mean, not taking away from the Crawford conversation, even Lou Williams nowadays, right? I mean, off the bench, what he was doing was just phenomenal, right? I mean, he was. Is that Crawford? At, no, Ben Gordon. Oh six, oh seven, right? He didn't start. He didn't start half the games. He he shot. 45% from the field, 86% from the free throw line, three rebounds, four assists, and 21 points a game. And you remember those playoff games with Chicago at its finest. This is when D. Rose right, come in, right? Did he play with D. Rose? Yeah. So, you know, I mean... The rookie year. Just a conversation. I, I don't know if he's in a 10, but, I mean, I just wanted to respect Ben Gordon for the for the work he put in and, and what he did I, for them, what he did. I respect Ben Gordon. Yeah. Um... Crawford 
career 15, 15, 3 and 2. Highest career, highest average in a season was 21 in 2008 with the Knicks. Um, from 03 on 11, 17, 18, 14, 18, 21, 20, 20, 20, 18, 14, 14. Um, 17, 19, 16, 14, 12, 10. He only averaged single digits three years out of his, uh, what, 18-year career? So then if you want to go that, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine years Ben Gordon scored over t- over double digits in his career. Yeah. With being blackballed, with being out the league, with being a bench player, and he averaged for his career. How many do you think he averaged for his career? 15. Right on right on point. 15. Oh, 14.9. Okay. And he, he, he played 744 games and only started 269. So. Not saying he takes anything about the list. Mm-hmm. I just want to give perspective in terms of like the 2000s, how good it was, how competitive it was, how the two guard position was either a 6-7 to what Ben Gordon, 6-2, six, six, mm-hmm. six feet maybe. Iverson. I mean, the plethora of, of 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 talent at these positions was at was top notch in, mm. in, in the two thousands. So, okay, real quick, where the, any 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 spot for Michael Finley? Any spot for good old Michael Finley? Nah. Okay. Um, any spot for Cat Mobley? Cat Mobley was good, man. And and, and again, when I say no. Again, Mike Finley was tough. Mike Finley was a solid, you know, he reminded me of a, a, a you know, Joe Johnson type player. So, um, Cat Moby was tough. I didn't think he'll, I didn't think he'll do that well in the NBA. He actually was a very good player, and I think he was in a very good situation. Um, in the two thousands, I mean, I don't know. Those guys are tough. If I had to take Cap between Cap Mobley and Mike Finley, I probably would take Cap Mobley, only because of his 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 array of shots he could make and this his the way his body his body uh mm-hmm. his body control. Um, I like Cat and I like Mike, but I don't know if they in that top ten. Okay. Um, any room for Larry Hughes? <laughs> Just like throw, throwing out there. Nah. Um, any room for Michael Red? Nah, Michael Red was probably one, was good. one or two dimensional player. It wasn't. It wasn't okay. So now around. we're down to. I think if 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 you have if you have B Roy on yours, I will have Jamal Crawford on mine. Yeah, because that's your guy. But still, I have to I have to be considered. Could be considerate that B. Roy only played five years in that decade. Jamal okay. Crawford played the entire decade. Right, right. I mean, if you're putting it that way, yeah, for sure. I yeah. understand what you're saying. And a six man, multiple six man of the yeah. year award. So I got to give some credit to that. Nah, Joe, Jamal Crawford's that dude, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not taking it, not taking away. I think he's unappreciated Very. at his position. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know why he's on the NBA right now. Like, he's him and Melo. Probably the they're better than half the players in the NBA, yeah. right? Um, it's unfortunate not playing. I don't want to get into politics, but um, if you break it down like that, I don't mind. I mean, B Roy for me, um, 
I had a special place in my heart for him because he played the game the right way and he was just one of those underdogs. Jamal Crawford had flash. He was he was nice. He was just it was looked easy. He looked like he was playing with a yo yo. Um and I just think Jamal Crawford's special and um very and he's probably probably the best six man player mm. besides Lou William all time. Yeah. So I wouldn't mind that switch. So But he's definitely Joe, over he's definitely over Mike Finley. Me and Joe have everybody the same Kobe AI, Vince T Mac, Joe Johnson, D. Wade, Ray Allen, Rip Hamilton, and Ginobili. And for number ten, he'll have he'll take Brandon Roy and I will take Jamal Crawford. So that's the okay. top ten we have. At the two guard for the two thousands. Um moving right along, we'll go to the small forward. I think it's LeBron's gonna be number one. Uh, Carmelo's gonna be in that roster number two you see it Paul Pierce number three again in no order in no particular yeah, order, don't go in order. Don't go Pierce, Braun, Melo uh, Durant so why don't we just shoot out one by one so let's not let's not let's not let the audience know okay I, I, well I just said Durant so <laughs> okay so you you okay with Paul Pierce I know yeah, that's your guy why not I know. I'm just saying. We're, yeah, we're, yeah, we're both yeah. consensus. Okay, you know we're going with. You know, you know who's next, bro. I'm just saying, KD. Now again, KD plays two years in that decade. You, you, I'm saying it's different. Where I mentioned, uh, I wouldn't put him in there. Yeah, yeah. It's mentioned when I mentioned Joe Kim Noah played two years in, in a decade, but he did not do what Durant did in that two years. So they both came out the same draft. I think. What two years he Durant play? I think he he came out in 07. He was a he was so a he Seattle 07 08 08 09. They're like a little bit of 09 going into 10. But this is Kevin Durant, Seattle now. Like he's. Uh, okay, so let's let, let's look at the 10 because maybe he's part of that newer okay, list, well, right? Um, Sean Marion. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Sean um, the Matrix. Stoyakovich. I could do without Pager. Ooh, okay. Um, I'm definitely going Braun. Oh, you know what? Real quick. A monkey wrench into the into the two guard. Just one more name came up. Jason Richardson. No, no, we're gonna start right. small forward. Back to the small forward. Yep. Um, was he's iffy on pager? Uh, Richard Jefferson. Well, let's let's do. Okay, what is it? Let's do the five that we know guarantee. We Pierce, got Pierce, Braun, LeBron, Mello, Durant, and Sean Marion. Okay, I will go with Rashard Lewis. Rashard Lewis will get in Seattle definitely. Um, um, I so will go six. with. Duh. I'll go with Latrell Sprewell. Okay, Spree. Top ten small forwards in the two thousands. You could do um, Pager. You could do Pager and Mary. Pager would get in. Pager would get in. So now we have one, two, three, four. And you have Karan Butler. You have AK forty seven. And you got Tayshawn Prince and Ron Artest. Does Ron Artest make it? I like Ron Artest. I think he solidified the small four position, it being greedy. I mean, I'm not greedy. Gritty. Gritty and being um, locking you up. You know, besides uh, the Palace incident, yeah, he was on the verge of being one of the best small forwards in the league after being defensive player of the year. Him and getting a new contract starting. He was getting an all-star his, too. He was an all-star. He was starting Chicago. He was starting to get his get his feel for the game. So I 
I like Ron Ron. I like Ron Ron on that list. So we got Pierce, Braun, Melo, Durant, Marion. That's five. Uh, right. Rashard Lewis. Yes. Six. Ron on test seven. Yes. Page eight. You could put Page there. So now we're down to RJ, Karan Butler, Spreewell, Karolenko, Tayshawn Prince. I like Karan Butler. Karan Butler was a what a multiple time All Star as a Wizard. Um. I remember the one one year they I had think Spreewell was more like the like the, the Golden State Warrior nineties into the early you know, to two thousand when he became a Nick. Karan Butler. Need to be reminded. Karan Butler career fourteen and five. Two time all star in that decade. Ew. Okay. Averaging twenty and nineteen twenty and nineteen. Um Wait, he came out in oh two. 15 a game, pretty much average double figures majority of his career, but two-time All-Star in 07, 08, averaging 20 and 19. Um, Check Spreewell. Latrell Spreewell in that decade. So that's that's New York and Minnesota. He was a one-time All-Star in, in that decade with New York. Retired in 05. Yeah, we got at least people off the list then. Okay. So we so got a between 18, 19, 16, 17, and 13. Okay, check. Then we got to just decide on Richard Jefferson, right? See what RJ. Uh, Richard see, Jefferson. See RJ stuff, and then we can make I that I think Carolink was. Uh, I like Carolink, man. He was a, a multiple cat uh, category player. Mm hmm. Rebound, oh, he was a fantasy. Scoring. He was a fantasy stuffer, man. I remember when we did the fantasy, man. It was Sean Marion and Karolinko were first mm-hmm. picks because they do everything. So I like I like AK forty seven, and actually he put he kind of brought um him D Will and Memento Core. You know, even though people weren't fans of Utah and, and Boozer too, and Boozer, they weren't really fans of the of the pre of the Malone and Stockton. They made it cool. Um, so I like I like AK. So I'm on RJ. Um, no All Star. That's number one. Highest average was 23 a game in 08. Uh, he averaged 22 in 05. So that was the J Kid uh, Vince Carter era. So in that decade, 9, 16, 19, 22, 20, 16, 23, and 20. I, you know, a couple of 20-point career averages. I don't know. Where's so, Tayshawn Prince? Is I'm, not a, I'm not a big fan of Tayshawn Prince game. Mm-hmm. I think he was a solid player. I just, I just didn't really gravitate to his game. Um I thought he made the All Star team one time. No, you never no, made he didn't make it because it was three. It was three Pistons that made it. It was Billups, it was Hamilton, four. Billups, Rip, Rasheed Wallace. Rasheed that he Wallace made Rasheed Wallace. It wasn't Tayshawn Prince. So Tayshawn, uh, yeah. yeah, it's weak. Tayshawn, um, 10, 15, 14, 14, 13, 14, 14. Yeah, it was just it's just a solid player. So we okay. could take him off the list. So I think it comes down to where we at. Karolenko Spree, okay. Spree, Spree is off Okay We're down to RJ Karan Butler 
AK-47. Let me check Carolina. And how many spots we have left? I think it's three, four, five, six, seven, eight. No, so two one, more? Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Two more. So RJ Butler or Karolinko? Karolinko's in, for sure. So you think if Andre you go with the scoring average and what he meant to his team in the in the years of the Jersey and how they were competing for the playoffs in the East, I will go RJ. If you're gonna go with the Hibachi era with Jameson and Butler and they were multiple time All Stars and they were probably one of the funnest teams in the East, I will go Karan. If you go over career averages. I probably lean more towards RJ. Who has a better game? I would go Karan Butler. Karolinko's a one-time All-Star, 04. I could have sworn he made it at least one more time. Um, average of 12, 12, 17, 16, 15, 8, 11, 12. Yeah, but, okay, so for the fans here in this podcast, like, if you're a fan, if you're a fan of a player that has multiple amount of things in the court, AK-47 is that kind of player. Right, he ain't gonna score 18, 19, 20. Right, and I kind of feel he probably would have probably should should have been scoring more, but he just impacted the game so many ways. So, now I mean, ask you a question is AK 47 better than Karan Butler or Rich Jefferson? Um, Butler and RJ are better scorers than Karolinko. I agree, so some would automatically think, right, I would rather have RJ and Butler than, than Karolinko. But if you want someone who's gonna Score here and there, rebound, block, steal, play defense, run up and down the court, and do do all the dirty work. AK, Karen Echo is your guy. AK-47 locked people up, bro. AK-47 has a nickname, AK-47, for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. So I think I will go with Karolinko, and I probably will go with RJ. Okay. Just my opinion. But I think the last one could be Butler or RJ. So if there's an honorable mention, I'll put both. But I will go with RJ. One, I was a Net fan. I watched those games. You and I watched those games. Our favorite point guard played in that on, in that team. Mm-hmm. I was a Van Horn fan. You know, whatever that means. But right. Kmart, I mean, that was a very fun roster. Uh, and RJ made them... RJ made it more fun because he was athletic and he was that guy that can do multiple things. So I probably go with RJ and I feel comfortable with that. So RJ is number nine, and you're saying Karolinko will be number ten. Or you yeah, either or you can put Karolinko nine and RJ ten. I would I'm I'm fine with that. Does Butler making the all star team twice um have making me have a little advantage. He he he, it, he got two, Karolinko got one, RJ got none. Right, but then uh, RJ played with, you know, he played with two All Stars, and Jamison played. I mean, um, and Butler played with two All Stars, but it was, it. I don't know. Eddie Jordan had a, had a different offense, and mm-hmm. it made it look more easier. Brian, uh, Byron Scott. It was pretty much just Jay Kitt and um, Kenyon Martin. Um, I don't think the All Stars really, All Star selection really do anything for me. Um, I'm surprised that RJ had a lot of 20 point scoring averages. Yeah, and Butler didn't. Um, and then Butler had Butler had some struggles when he got drafted, and my, I think it was the Heat drafted him, and then mm-hmm. he really found his way for like you know for a couple of years. RJ kind of went into a situation from Arizona, like you know, kind of fitting in, and he was like kind of like the man and or gonna be the man. I will go RJ because those Nets team were respectable. Nobody expected the Nets to be anything. Even at times, the Wizards were better than Nets, and you'd be like, oh. 
oh damn, like the Wizards they make out of the playoffs, like the Nets made it. So, so if you if you had to pick one player right now, back in that in that in that era, Karan Butler or Karolinko, who are you taking? It depends what I need. If I need a scorer and if I need somebody um, that can um, stretch the floor, uh, I'll go with Butler. If I want to stretch the floor, shoot, and then have somebody lock somebody up and play defense, do all the tangible stuff I don't want to do, I'm going to go with Karolinko. So I, I will, I'm leaning towards Karolinko. I'm leaning towards Karolinko. And again, I, I love Butler. Mm-hmm. Nothing against Butler. Um, you know, <laughs> we're talking about the 2000s, so I don't remember yeah. every tape in my head about Butler or any all, all these players, but... I just knew what these players meant to each team, and I know Butler was a missing piece for Washington to be successful. AK-47 assisted Utah to become a perennial. Um, actually, he played with three All-Stars. Who? Right? Who? Uh, Carolyn Okur, Boozer, and D-Will. So he had a much more better team, and he fit in really well that did all the dirty work and actually made an All-Star team. And so, so it was harder. Butler. He played with Jameson and Gilbert. But two All-Stars. And he was kind of the third one that was given the keys to be like, yo, you got to be the third scorer. And he had uh, an all-star type player in Larry Hughes as well. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm either or with that, man. I will go with I, I will go with Karolinko just because I know what he could do besides score or besides play defense. So we got LeBron, Paul Pierce. Again, no order. LeBron, Pierce, Melo, Durant, Marion, Pager, RJ. AK-47, Rashard Lewis, and Ron Artest as what, what, what we feel are the, were the top 10 small forwards in the decade of the 2000s. So let, so let me do this. Is Artest better than Butler? Or will you take Butler over Artest? So I, I, again, like you said. Artest is a champion too. I know it's probably past the decade we're talking about. Yeah. Um, Chicago, he was a beast. Indiana, he was he was but, more but of a Ron beast. Ron being is different. Ron Ron being uh, and nobody want to beef with Ron. Yeah, Ain't nobody want to play against Ron, and nobody want to see Ron on the court. So I'm just all star defensive player of the year. Uh, I I think more playoff success in yeah. Indiana than Karan with Washington. Same played. with Karolinko, more more su- successful in Utah. RJ, uh, I still think a little more successful than Butler because he played with with, with New Jersey, okay. got to the finals twice. Right. right. So, so so you so then how about this? How about Artest and RJ? So they can we, they're, they're both in it. They're both, they're both in. It. Okay, then we're fine. Yeah, I'm good with that. Um, so let's go to. Are we good with? We're good. Forwards? Okay, so that's what we're we gonna do: uh, point guards or the power forward, which are the hardest. I think pe- power forward is gonna be last. Yikes! Okay. All right, point guard. I think this, uh, we can kind of breeze a little bit through this. So we got J Kid, obviously. Oh, we're gonna okay. We're gonna point guards. All right. Yeah, yeah guard. it's just my favorite player, J Kid. My, my favorite point guard besides Isaiah Thomas. I must quote myself on that. Mm-hmm. We gotta put Steve Nash. Steve Nash, obviously. Gotta go T Parker. Tony Parker. Um. So the question I asked you, the 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 Durant type kind of question. It's the same for D Rose, right? Same for D Rose. D Rose played one year in the two thousand. Yeah, but th- oh, he did. He got drafted in 08 with, uh, with, with All right, let's Beasley. take D- let's take D Rose out. But I, I put him, I put him on the outside looking in. We'll see. Chris Paul, obviously. Yes, I go Steve Francis for sure. Stevie Francis. I go Baron Davis for sure. 
be Diddy, Marbury. I, Marbury for sure. Billups for sure. Okay, hold up. We are at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We are at eight already. Yeah. That yeah. D will. Who else we got? Wow. No, I'm just saying. I'm um, I'm not saying he's Gilbert not. Gilbert Arenas. Uh, Mike Bibby. Uh, Andre Miller. Nah, I'm not going Andre Miller. I'm not even. I'm not. I'm not even gonna go with Bibby right now. Okay. I'm just saying he's not better than Gilbert. He's not better than Baron. No, Baron stays. Okay, he's not better than Stevie Franchise. And, and he's not better than Billups. He's not better than Parker. So you're saying Mike Baby's out? I'm just saying he's, if you want to say the outside looking in, he has a better chance coming back in than D. Rose because D. Rose is going to play one year. Because I don't want to forget the Grizzlies, right? He played for the Grizzlies, right? Who? Mike Bibb? Mike, was it, this, this is uh, Sacramento. No, I know what I'm saying, now. but he... First started the Grizzlies, then yeah. he went, okay. So you're talking about Grizzlies and Kings here. You're talking about D-Rose one year, so he could probably take, take that step out. Where's well, White Chocolate? No nah. <laughs> I just want to put it out and there. And I'll probably put D-Will. Yeah, I'll just going to tell you. I'm about to look up D-Will right now nah, because people tough. tend to forget. I know for like five, six years, it was strictly Chris Paul and C-Will as best point guards. as conversation. D-Will, it's funny how he made the All-Star team after the decade. Mm-hmm. So him and him and Chris Paul come out same year, oh five. Uh one one I think a two time two time all star I think. You won in Utah, one New Jersey. So before we get to twenty ten, he's averaging eleven, sixteen, nineteen, and nineteen. Mm. But year year two 16 and 9. Year 3, 19 and 11. Year 4, 19 and 11. So four straight years, he was averaging 11 assists per game. Is he better than Bibby? My Bibby. Do I, would you rather have D-Will or Mike Because how many we have now? We have nine? We got Kidd, Nash, Parker, Marbury, Chris Paul. That's five. Baron, six. Franchise, seven. Billups, eight. And Gilbert, nine. Gilbert Arenas, nine. Right, so you got Dre Miller, D. Will, Mike Bibby. Did you put Mike Tony Parker in there? Yeah? Yeah, Mike right. Bibby in the 2000s. 15, 16, 14, 16, 18. 20, 21, 17, 14, 15. Uh, <laughs> and he was. <laughs> you wanted him out. I did. Ago. I did. I did. Honestly, I did. I, I remember you're talking about the early 2000s. Bibby, Bibby was, you know, I, I remember D. Will more than Bibby, but those stats don't lie. So, I mean, if you're going to go on stats, I will go Bibby. But it's hard to put C. Paul in that conversation and leave out D. Will. Because they will always and for neck the record, and neck. D. Rose played one year, uh, 17 and, and 6, 08, 09. And then you want to say half of 2009 going into 2010. That was his first All-Star year, averaging 21, 6, and 4. Okay. So what you got, man? D. Will or you got Bib? I 
think one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Who is Randy Cruz from the Retro Room going to pick right now, Bibby or D. Will? But like you said, you can't have C. Paul and not D. Will there. I'm asking you that. Mm-hmm. You're a Bibby fan and you're a D. Will fan. I'm just saying people with this in this podcast might say you can't leave D. Will out if you can put C. Paul in. But if the numbers you just mentioned that Bibby has is like that, Maybe that you know, maybe that that over that that outweighs the position. So you gotta let me know what you what you thinking. I don't know. I, I'm leading towards D. Will for some reason. So we'll go D. Will. We'll go D. Will. So right. we got Kid Nash, Parker, Marbury, Chris Paul, Baron Davis, Steve Francis, Gilbert Arenas, and Chauncey. Yo, the only reason why D. Rose is not there because he played one right. year in that decade. Right. Um. Dre Miller still gets underrated, un- overlooked. He's not flashy. He's not always a 30-point-per-game scorer. Uh, Mike, it, it, it comes down to D. Will and Bibby. It, it's only a matter of preference. Um, no, nah, you made your choice already. You can't yeah, go back. D. Will. It's D. Will. All right, yeah, D. Will. so we said. So. so we got Kid, Nash, Parker, Marbury, Chris Paul, D. Will, Barron, Steve Francis, Gilbert Arenas, Chauncey Billups. That's a that's a that's a very very sexy lineup. Sound pretty solid. Sounds great. Now we get to the power four. Oh man! All right, so <sighs> Tim Duncan for sure. Kevin Garnett, without a doubt. Dirk Davis, without a doubt. Chris Webber, without a doubt. Rasheed Wallace, without a doubt. That's five. Mind you, we took off Amari and J.O. earlier. Um, okay, Chris, so we'll, Chris Bosch. We're going, yes, we're going with Chris Bosch. Paul sure. Gasol. Keep going. What? Keep going. We got mad. We got no. mad names here. Come on. Okay, okay. Keep going. Now, Powell did play center. That's uh, true. That's true. With the uh, with the with the, grid, with check the, the Lakers. Let me double check. And he played with um with Memphis. Memphis, you're absolutely right. Paul Gasol, power forward slash center. If you're gonna put him in the center position, right? You could take out Chris Kamen. He played center from 06, 07 on to twenty eleven. So year one center. The following four years in Memphis, he played power forward. After that, he played center until 2011. That's true because that, that was true because in Memphis, they drafted Big Country. And Big Country became the center. And so he do became you want power. to put Pal at the four or the five? Let's leave him, let's leave him, let's leave him in here for this okay. conversation. If so, we don't have a room for him, which I doubt, we'll put him in the center position because he's... I think Pal is in. So we got one, two, three, four, five. We got seven already, and that's... Duncan Garnett, Dirk C. Webb, Rashid, Powell, and Bosch. Um, are we putting Carlos Boozer in there? We want to hold off on that. You know what? As you run the names down, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I gotta check Booze because Carlos Boozer was tough. Carlos Boozer was tough. Carlos Boozer was a multiple-time All-Star too. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, I think twice. I think no more than three. And he was a second-round pick. In 2002. Like, like Cleveland. Two-time NBA All-Star 07-08. Mm-hmm. All-NBA third team 08. 
NBA All-Rookie Second Team 03 NCAA Champion. Um, he averaged 16.2, 9.5 rebounds, and 2.2 assists for his his career. Mm-hmm. Statistics. Ten. The first two years he was Cleveland, it was ten and ten and fifteen point five. Okay, not bad. From Utah 04 all the way to two thousand ten, it was seventeen point eight, sixteen point three, twenty point nine, twenty one, sixteen, twenty, eighteen, fifteen. Solid. And then he kept going, and he averaged sixteen for his career, and he was a, a All Star. What oh seven oh eight? Yeah, he was a two time All Star. Okay. So looking at this list that we have, mm-hmm. is he better than David West? Is he better than Antoine Jameson? I would take Booze over West. Okay, so let's look at D West. Now, is Boozer better than Zach Randolph? I don't think so. So Zach Randolph will go above Carlos Boozer. Well, David West, a two-time champ, but that was later yeah. in his career. Can't two-time All-Star, 08-09. So they both got two-time All-Stars in, in the same decade right. in New Orleans. New Orleans, right. So let's look at his statistics. Yeah, his I first two face. years, four and six. Then he became 05, 17, 18, 21, 21, 19, 19, 13. Then in Indiana in 2012. Well, I, well he was eight. So from the decades we're speaking about, from 05 to 2010, it was 17, 18, 21, 21, 19. Okay. And nine, yeah. Um, I I will go I will go with Booza, cause the rebounding would it was a double double rebound machine. So All right, so we got eight. Booz. Okay. Uh, what about Elton Brand? I could do without Elton Brand. Okay, rewind that. What about Zach Randolph? I like Zach Randolph. So he's, now we're down to nine. Um, Antoine Jameson. I love Antoine Jameson, but I don't Question know if he's mark. better. Yeah, I don't know if he's better than the ones we're gonna choose. Uh, so, Lamarcus Aldridge. <sighs> well, Elton Brand, two-time also o two o six. That's right. He averaged sixteen for his career and nine. Well, you didn't all just come out. Let me see. Um, yeah, I think he came late. So, in Chicago, Elton Brand came out and scored 20, 20, 18. Whoa. 20, 20, 18, 19, 20, 20, 25, 20. See? Whoa, see? whoa, whoa, whoa. You forget whoa. about Elton Brand. Whoa, whoa. Y'all forget about E. Brand. Whoa. He averaged from 1999 to 20, 20, 2008 between. Chicago and the Clippers almost yeah his career is 15 because he had bad ending career but he had 20 20 20.1 20.1 18.2 18.5 20 20 24.7 20.5 17.6 wow so Ebran stays he actually is actually better than Carlos Boozer okay so uh, Ebran got a spot we put Boozer with a question. So I'll, I, I will go with Jameson, Randolph, Brand, and then we got to figure out one more spot, right? Mm. And then when, um, what year did all just come in? 
seven. One name I did find, my E might not make it from either from a three or four spot. Lamar Odom. Lamar Odom. Um, Odom came out in '99. Right. Got a chip in 2010. I was no in 20 in 09 with the Lakers, but from 99 to 2011, he averaged 19, 17, 13, 15, 17, 15, 15, 16, 14, 11, and 11. Aldridge, Odom, Odom. Oh, you don't think there's there's room for him in the small four position? Um, or or, or even or even the four. Aldridge comes out in 06, averaging nine points a game, and for to, to round up round of the decade, 18, 18, 18. So really, f- four years in mm-hmm. that decade. But it wasn't like spectacular, like he's nah, Durant. So I'm, I'm I'm really surprised at Elton Brand. I I snored through that career. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ! So I'll put Elton Brand for sure. Um. Josh Smith eh, comes off. Kenya Martin. How many more spots we have left? You got one, two, three, four, five. You got Duncan Garnett, Dirk, C. Webb, Rashid. That's five. Powell, six. Bosch, seven. Brand, eight. You said Zach Randolph. Yeah. Nine. You said Jameson. Jameson or Kmart. So we had nine. Nine will go to, number 10 will go to Jameson, Booza, Kenyon, or Antoine Walker. Ooh. Ooh. Jesus Christ. Uh, wow. I got to see Antoine Walker. And that's why we saved the, the power forward for last because there's, there were so many power good good to great power forwards in that time that you can't you can't just pick 10. You just looked up Elton Elton Brand right. and got shocked of the number that, that that you saw. Right. So and many people forget about that. All right. So then Walker is uh NBA champion 06, mm-hmm. three time All Star. And his mm-hmm. career stats. And my starting for the year two thousand, right? Mm-hmm. 16-12 Antoine Walker And then Remember he went to Atlanta In 04 Yeah I forgot Back about to that. Boston And then he went to Miami For 05-06 For the title um, Let me read off Jameson Jameson with a two time All-star In that decade So I'm, I'm reading from 2000 to 2010 25, 20, 22, 15, 20, 21, 20, 21, 22, 19. That's it. Antoine Jameson. <laughs> like so I you're said. saying Duncan Garnett, Dirk C. Webb, Rashid, Elton Brand, Pagasol, Chris Bosch, Antoine Jameson, and we're down to Zach Randolph or Carlos Boozer. Well, we just check we check Boozer's stats. So let me check Zach, and then we can make that decision. So you checking Zebo right now? Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So Zebo, two-time All Star, mm-hmm. actually post the two thousands. Okay. Twenty ten, twenty thirteen. 
Can't count those. So you can't really... When you count the 2010, you can't count the 2013. I'm going 0-2000 to 0-9. Oh, then, then, then that's it. Then, uh, then then you know who gets the last position. Let me see the numbers. Okay, I'll, I'm going to the numbers right now. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go... 2001, he got drafted. Okay. He was in Portland. Right. 2.8. 8.4. 20. Damn, eight, eight points for 20. 19, 18, 24, 18, 21 in New York. 21 in LA Clippers. That was 08, 09. That Check was it. rebounds too for Zach True. Rose. So, in 03, 20 and 11, 19 and 10, 18 and 8, 24 and 10, 18 and 10, 21 and 13. Mm. Clippers 08, 21 and 9, 09, 010, Memphis 20, 21 and 12. The best way to do this is put Pogasol at the center, take off Chris Kamen. <laughs> so Powell goes Like there. I said. So then. You can have, you get Zach, you, you yep. get Zach Randolph and Carlos Boozer That's to dope. Randolph. Yeah. So Duncan Garnett, Dirk Webb, Rashid, Brand, Bosch, Boozer, Randolph, Jameson. I like that. You know why? Because Boozer reminded me of Carl Malone in, in, in the nineties. In Utah. Because every time he went down, there, he was a bucket. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad we changed that for Cam and for yeah, Powell, so Powell, and I'm yeah. good. That's dope. Sorry, they David West. Miss, sorry, yeah. Antoine. Sorry, Kenyon. It's cool. We love you, but sorry, Josh Smith and uh, Nah. We good. We good. Aldridge. We good. Um, so before we we wrap it up, just to kind of re- regroup here. Uh, so what we did, we are we picked the top ten players from the two thousands in each position. So we started off with the center. So we have Shaq, Yao, Ben Wallace, Dwight Howard, Vlade, Camby, now Paul Gasol, Brad Miller, Amari, and Jermaine O'Neal. The shooting guard, Kobe, AI, Vince Carter, T-Mac, Joe Johnson, D-Wade, Ray Allen, Rip Hamilton, Ginobili, and Joe took Brandon Roy, and I took Jamal Crawford. Uh, then we went to the uh, the small forwards, LeBron, Melo, Paul Pierce, Kevin Durant, Sean Marion, Stoyakovich, Richard Jefferson, Rashad Lewis, Ron Artest, Andre Karolinko. The point guard, Jason Kidd, Steve Nash, Tony Parker, Stephon Marbury, uh, Chris Paul, D. Will, Baron Davis, Steve Francis, Gilbert Arenas, and Chauncey Billups. And at the four, Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, Dirk, C. Webb, Rashid, E. Brand, uh, Chris Bosch, Carlos Boozer, Zach Randolph, and Antoine Jameson. So those are who we picked at the top 10 for each position in the 2000s. What do you think? Oh, man. Um, I think in doing this, Allowed me to appreciate more of these guys' careers. Mm-hmm. Um, I have fun with you, man. This is dope. Um, basketball, basketball is my my life. I love it and open the doors for us to do what we do. But also, you know, we we um, watch these players grow, and now some of them are, 
you know, not playing no more, and then Hall of Fame, some of GMs, some of just doing basketball stuff. I had a great time. I, I really forgot some people with stats, and I was really mm. surprised. Ebran um, was uh, Ebran was <laughs> destroyed my life. Um, and just breaking down people's games and just seeing see how many quality players was in the 2000s was really, really shocking because, you know, a guy like Mike Finley was an all, you know, yeah. borderline all-star. Like, you don't want to leave him out of the game. But like you have a Joe Johnson... It's tough, but um, I loved it. I think it was great to see, you know, the, the amount of talent that was in the 2000s, the way we broke it down, and the way we kind of rationalized what we chose it for uh, was a good way to do this. And I, I really appreciate being in the retro room. You do great work, and, um, you know, a lot of people uh, admire what you do. Uh, but I know people will have some discrepancies with our, with our um, choices. So. Maybe. I, I, you ready for that? Because I was going to give out The your, only discrepancy I think that would, that would go my, mm-hmm. our way it's either going to be at the one, two, or the three. I think people, right. someone might say, might maybe someone might say, Dre Miller is is, is in the top ten. Some might say, True. listen, man, um, B. Roy got to be there. Um, some would say, where is Michael Red? Some would say, where is Michael Finley? The the small forward, some might even put Karan Butler up there, so I am prepared for that. Um, the power forward... Uh, I think the power forward is a really solid ten. Yeah, I think you can't go wrong with that. Yeah, and luckily I put I moved Powell to the five <laughs> to to make it to make it work, and also moving Amari and Jermaine O'Neal um, there as well. Yeah. So I mean, listen, it, there is no right or wrong answer. Everybody has their own opinion, their own favorites, and that's why this game is is pretty much you know t- you know can be fun. Uh, for debates and who should have made it, it's like an all-star team. When you get your all-star team, um, the first thing you do is, oh, how come this guy didn't make it? Right. Then it's like, all right, if you want this guy to be on the be on the, on the team, who comes off? And I, and that's an even tougher question because you can't take off someone who's who's who does the work and has the the resume to back it up. So, what I wanted to do to show. Um, you have the old school throwback conversations. You go back to people and in their careers to see what they did to kind of remind you because it's been so long. Like the Elton Brands of the world, like the College Boozers of the right. world, that everybody else. We, you know, Jameson, you know, tend to forget of what he did on the floor, scoring twenty a game, and he, you know, he had a fifty point game, two fifty point game back to back, and one was against Kobe Bryant mm-hmm. uh, with the Warriors. So right. those kind of games that. We here tend to kind of uh, help you go on YouTube and try to find it and find those classic games to check out these players from this decade because outside of the 90s, I would say this was my favorite decade because so many great things happened um, from these players. So, Joe, I really appreciate you doing this. Um, no, it's a pleasure. Have it's a, Listen, man, I, I, I've, I've been hearing your stuff. Uh, you know, I support you beyond this basketball stuff and – what you do for the platform and the culture, people need to r- really respect it and understand what you're trying to do with this platform. Um, having conversations about our history and about the game of basketball, which we love so much, you just bring it to highlight. You bring, you highlight it, and it's dope. All the guests you have and the people you have, and I'm, I'm just I'm I'm so grateful to be here with you, um, sitting here and seeing you grow in this podcast. And I, I hope everybody listening can really um, take onus on. Um, the work that you're putting in forward and, and kind of the history you're kind of resurging for us. And this is really fun and dope, man. And so I, I look forward to coming back and 
Um, I appreciate it, and uh, shout out to the Retro Room. Joe Cruz, Hoops in the Sun. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. My man, you know, it's always love. All right, man. Take it easy. You too. All right.